0: Today on episode number 601, we're back with a regular format, and we are back with a doozy of a Because of My Podcast story, and we've got Andrew from podcastguest.com. This is a great resource that can help you find guests as well as be a guest. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave
1: Jackson
0: podcasting since 2005 i am your very own award-winning podcast coach dave jackson thanking you so much for tuning in if you're new to the show i'm so glad you're here i am so pumped up today i can't wait to tell you about all the cool things that are coming down in podcasting but if you're new here's what we typically do we help you massage your message We help you tackle that technology. We help you face your fears and flatten that learning curve and get you on the right path to podcasting. I hear so many weird things. I heard one the other day that if you don't launch your podcast with at least four episodes, Apple doesn't think you're a legitimate podcast and they won't approve you. Can I tell you that is so entirely wrong? You can launch your podcast with one podcast episode. So, I get you going in the right way based on these things that I like to call facts. (laughs) Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up and save on either a month or a yearly subscription. And I always like to start off the show with a because of my podcast story. And today, do we have a doozy. Listen to what happened to Paul Culligan from the podcast report. Hey, Dave,
2: because of my podcast for the School of Podcasting long-running client, high-paying client, very profitable client for me, and a client who, gosh darn it, encourages me to be a better podcaster and businessman. Guy's name is Joe Polish, does the I Love Marketing show, does 10xtalk.com, does Genius Network, does a bunch of shows. Anyway, Joe's got a whole program called Artists for Addicts. It works with um, artists and addicts, and it brings the art world together with the addiction world to try to find some solutions. It's a very, very cool program. Long story short, Joe calls and says, hey, do you want to come to an Alice Cooper fundraiser? It would be an Alice Cooper show. Sure, that sounds fun. That's unique. I get there. VIP event. VIP tickets. Third row. Feeder in the round. Awesome. The photo I've sent you is a picture of me with Ace Freely from Kiss, Slash, from Guns N' Roses, Edgar Winner, known mostly for Free Ride, but a mainstay in the rock world, Uh, Rob Haliford, Judas Priest, um, Cheryl Cooper, Alice's wife, and of course Alice Cooper. I got to meet them all. I got a signed Alice Cooper cane. I got to hang out backstage with these people. And I'll tell you, it was a lot more like that episode of Wayne's World than it was anything else. Um, This is above and beyond Uh, my podcast got me Joe's client Joe has been paying me for a long time uh, to help him out with these things. But this is what happens when you get into the inner circle and because of the podcast I got into the inner circle and because of the podcast there were even some interesting conversations backstage that one day I might be able to chat about later, but the fact of the matter is good time. Amazing time, free concert, got to meet these people, got a funny picture, got an Alice Cooper cane, not bad podcasting. I love it.
0: I love it too, my friend. I've known Paul forever, basically, and uh, check him out, paulculligan.com. Check out his podcast about podcasting. It's called The Podcast Report. It's kind of like an insight into the industry, all sorts of stuff. I always like it. They're short. They're right to the point. Good stuff at The Podcast Report. And uh, this is kind of like Jeopardy. It's like you open up the box and it's a the Daily Double. A couple weeks ago, we heard from Emily Prokop from The Story Behind podcast. You can find that at thestorybehindpodcast.com. And she had gotten a book offer. Well, here's part two of that. Yeah. And, and can we get a uh, part two to the Because of My Podcast story? Yeah. So my book deal was approved and they want me to start working on the book right away. And um, they want it out. September, October for the Christmas season. Yay. Yay is right. I love it when the good guys or gals win. I'm going to throw in another one here. This is from the private Facebook group when you that you get to join when you are a member of the School of Podcasting. And you know Glenn the Geek, right? Glenn Hebert, horseradionetwork.com. He's been on this show many times and he shared this and I wanted to, to share it with you. I'm always saying go where your your audience is. Go where the people are. And Glenn is super smart. He's been on the show many times. He goes where his audience is, but he also goes where the potential sponsors are. And so he has a new show called uh, Finding Florida Travel Show. And he and his co-host Jamie, they requested media passes to go to the largest tourism show in Florida. And you're like, man, they must have, what, a couple hundred episodes and a giant audience? No, they have six. Six episodes. That's it. Did they get accepted? Sure did. And... They put us up in the Hilton in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, really? For like a night? No, no, for three days. Three days, Fort Lauderdale, biggest trade show in Florida. They said that Glenn and Jamie were the first podcasters to ever ask, and they were thrilled that they were there. Yesterday, we had 10 meetings. Now, think about how long it would take to set up 10 meetings over Skype and and email and things like that. They had 10 meetings with tourist bureaus hotel chains, and other venues. They are thrilled to help us when we come to their towns. And what are they going to do? How thrilled are they, Dave? They're including free admission, free hotels, and they're going to help in setting up their adventures. He said, none of this would have happened if we were not there. He says, meeting people face-to-face seals deals and gets you in in the door uh, that you're just not going to get into otherwise. He goes, and not... One even asked how many listeners they have. So again, face-to-face is the best way. And you know what? That's a good segue into my sponsor. What? That's right. I have a sponsor. Who's the sponsor? One of my favorite places on earth. And we're not talking Disneyland. We're talking podcast movement. Are you going to be there? Seriously, I'm going to be there. I've been to every single one. I know the guys that run it. Uh, Dan and Jared. These guys are they're podcasters. That's the beautiful thing about it. And it was started out of the love of the podcast community and now Podcast Movement is the largest gathering of new and veteran podcasters or really anyone looking to start their own podcast again the right way. So join over 2,000 podcasters from around the world in Philadelphia July 24th and 26th. And you know the cool thing about Philly is about every 10 feet there's some sort of historic sign like Thomas Jefferson picked his nose here, and then you go like another three feet, and it's like Benjamin Franklin wants, you know, it's amazing place. And, of course, Philly cheesesteaks. And you can look at the Liberty Bell. I did that the last time I was there, Independence Hall. But there's going to be three days of workshops, panels, parties, and more. I could go on literally for an hour on Podcast Movement. The conference offers over 100 sessions on topics ranging from the technical aspects of setting up your equipment and the audio production, as well as the marketing and that monetization thing that some people want to do, as well as the Expo Hall is going to feature over 60 podcast services and equipment providers. So whether you're in the market for a microphone, or you're trying to figure out where to host your podcast, uh, you could actually stop by the Libsyn booth and yours truly will be there. Uh, we're all going to be there to help you figure it out. Use the coupon code SOP when you sign up at podcastmovement.com. Thank you, Podcast Movement, for sponsoring this episode of The School of Podcasting. One of the segments that we haven't had on here in a while, so feel free to go out to uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact and send one of these in. One of my segments used to be the last five podcasts I listened to. Not what are your favorite podcasts? What were the last five you listened to? If you know their address, what's their website address and what it's about. That was a way that we kind of help people find new podcasts. And on a recent podcast, I can't remember what I was listening to. I wish I could just to give him credit. But they mentioned a show title, just the title. It's called The Pitch Whisperer. I have not listened to it yet. But I heard about it on a podcast and somebody said they liked it. And just the title made me go, I want to check that out. So today we're talking about being a podcast guest as well as how to find podcast guests. And so I've got Andrew from podcastguest.com. This is a website designed to help you do both. Here's my conversation with Andrew. All right. Well, joining me via Skype, he's uh, come to tell his story of podcastguest.com. Andrew Allman, thanks for joining us, buddy. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. How long have you been doing podcastguest.com? It's almost
1: two years now. So I, it's a weekly, weekly newsletter and it's up to 90, I believe. So we'll, we'll call it two years. Well, when you started it,
0: how much of an idea did you have?
1: It was kind of half-baked and it was very much, as people say, the minimum viable product. So uh, I have a podcast that I've been running now for a few years now. In the first year or two, I was able to just tap my Rolodex to find guests for it. And then I got to a point where I said, you know, I really need to get a wider variety of guests, people that I maybe don't know or haven't heard of. And there was no easy way to do that. So I decided to create and and for people in the PR world, they're probably familiar with help a reporter out. And this is that same concept for podcasts, basically a very simple way to connect podcasters with guests. So I created it kind of with the idea of, hey, I need help with this and I can help myself and also help others at the same time.
0: And so are you kind of a programmer yourself or did you hire somebody to do the back end or how did that come about?
1: Well, I am not technically inclined. I I can do some HTML. I can run a WordPress site. But uh, so I actually built it on a combination of MailChimp and Google Forms to get started. Nice. So, yeah, very, very simple. It's expanded from there. Um, now and we can talk about this. I've I've added some technology and I have an excellent WordPress developer who who helped me out with that. But yeah, I, I really wanted to do something where I didn't need to go out and spend thousands of dollars to get it off the ground, and so that was my simple solution for that.
0: Yeah, because with Mailchimp and Google Forms, you have a uh, a startup cost of uh, zero, <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah <laughs> yeah ten so bucks for a domain. Close, that's right. Yeah
1: yeah it's zero.
0: Um, so what has changed over the last two years that you've like, Hmm, maybe we should do this or, or any different directions you've gone or things that you've tried maybe that, that didn't work?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I started out and I said, Hey, let's get this out there and see if people are interested. And instantly there was a really positive response. A lot of people were looking for what I was looking for. And so the list started to grow. And as the list grew, I started to get lots of feedback. Hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do that. This is how you can make it better. And so I'm trying to think how long I went along with just, you know, strictly no monetization whatsoever, but just an email every week that had a list of podcasts and then people that were interested in those podcasts would click a button and submit themselves to them. And I would say it was probably about six to nine months in that I started saying, Hey, you know, I'm investing a lot of money in advertising this now to grow my list what can I do to make some money? And so I've done a few things uh, over the past year, year and a half to, to try to make money, make it more engaging, grow the list. Um, some have been more successful than others. And, and I'm right in the middle of one that I started a couple, couple months ago, which is creating a way for experts that want to be a guest on podcasts to kind of get a continual stream of podcasters coming to them. Uh, Up until recently, it's very, very much been something where if you want to be a guest on podcasts, you have to wait for the right podcast to be featured and then you can submit yourself to that. But a lot of people have said, hey, I want to get booked on more podcasts. I want people to come to me, not just the other way around. And so I've added some elements to make that possible
0: the service is designed both for people that are podcasters looking for guests, but also as you just pointed out, it's also a great place. If you want to get booked, uh, you can then, do you just sign up as like an expert or what's the, what's the verbiage?
1: Yeah, there's really only one, one user type and, and that's a subscriber to the system because in a lot of places, in a lot of cases, people are both right. So, you know, Dave, you're a podcaster, you might be looking for guests at the same time, if there's an opportunity, for you to go on to a business podcast and talk about how beneficial podcasting can be to that audience, uh, then you might want to be a guest at the same time. So a lot of people fall into both camps. And so if you go to podcastguests.com, that's plural. Right now, all you do is put your name and your email and you are signed up. Doesn't matter if you're a podcaster or if you want to be a guest on other podcasts. And then I send follow up with instructions, which are, hey, if you're a podcaster. Here's how to submit your podcast so we can get it in the queue to to feature it. And if you want to be a guest on podcasts, here's what to do. Here's how to do it. So I want to keep it as simple as possible for people just to go sign up and then use the system in a way that's most beneficial to them.
0: And let's walk us through the process. So let's say I am a, a podcaster. I'm, I'm looking for some guests. So I go over and I sign up. What can they expect? You said there's a couple emails that, like you said, just kind of that whole get acquainted with the system. And then is it once a week or every other day or how often are they going to get emails? So
1: once a week on on Mondays, unless it's a holiday, I send out an email and in that email, there are kind of two sets. There's the side for people that want to get booked and then there's the side for people that uh, podcasts that want to find guests. And so I'll feature six podcasts that have submitted themselves to be included. And these podcasts say what the podcast is, what the genre is, what the guest qualifications are, uh, how many episodes they published. And then if someone who's reading that says, hey, I meet those qualifications. I like to be on that podcast. All they do is click a link, which takes them to a form they fill out, and then it gets sent to the podcaster. And then the podcaster has essentially a a spreadsheet that they get in real time, a Google sheet that says, know, here are all the names, email addresses. Here's their pitch, kind of their individualized pitch um, to you. And then it makes it super easy for the podcaster to find guests. And so a lot of times it really depends on what genre, what what niche the podcast is in, but a lot of them will get 25, 35 responses from people that want to be on their podcast. And then they can look through and decide which ones they, they think are right. And then if it's a more esoteric industry or, or a very narrow topic, sometimes those podcasts will only get a few responses, but most of the time they get a good number of responses. And then the flip side of that, which is something that started a couple months ago, is that If you're looking for guests, let's say you're a podcaster, and you're waiting for your podcast to be featured in this newsletter, you can actually find experts in the meantime. And in the newsletter, I feature some of my experts that are paid. So this is kind of the paid side of the service to be featured in my directory. And so the directory is new. There are probably, I'd say, 75 people in there, maybe a little bit more than that. And these are people that have created essentially an online one sheet. So I'm sure most of your listeners are familiar with the concept of a one sheet, which is basically a a pitch for why you make a great podcast guest. So I allow people to create an online one and it's in a directory. So if people go there and they're looking for a business guest, they can go to the business category. They find someone they like, they click a button, they see that person's profile, they see their social profile. Uh, I even have them list questions that the interviewer can ask them um, to make the interviewer's job easier. And then if it's a fit, uh, or if you think that person's a fit for your podcast, you just click a button, fill out a form, and it goes to the podcaster. So, uh, excuse me, it goes to the expert who can then get in touch with you. So so now it kind of covers both sides. And every week, actually, every day, there's an opportunity for you. If you're looking for guests, you can go to this directory. And in every week, there's a great opportunity for you. If you see a podcast, that's a good fit for you.
0: When you said in some cases, you know, let's say you get a lot of responses, you said that comes in a spreadsheet. Is that like an attachment or is that like a web-based spreadsheet?
1: No, this is, so this is Google Sheets.
0: Okay. And so
1: the beauty of it, if you've never used it is basically as, as soon as someone fills out that form, it updates this sheet. So it's an online kind of hosted sheet. And so the, it's, it's essentially in real time. And the podcasters can set it up so they get a notification whenever someone fills out the form as well. So it's a lot more eloquent uh, an elegant solution compared to just, hey, here's a spreadsheet with everyone. And, and people can submit themselves a week later and they'll still get it.
0: Nice. And if somebody wants to be listed in your directory, you so said that's kind of one of the places where, you know, you're generating some income. Because I'm thinking the the more larger this email list gets, MailChimp is only free for so long. So are we still using MailChimp?
1: It is MailChimp. Okay. Uh, And and at this point, I've invested a lot, actually. I've invested over $10,000 getting this off the ground. Holy cow. And that's primarily from advertising to grow the list and from creating this directory, you know, creating a directory. If you look at it, hopefully... People that look at it will say, oh, yeah, this is really well done. Well, you know, doing things well costs, costs money. And right. so I had to get a, a developer to, to do that. So the, the paid side there is that you can go, you can join this directory and you either pay, it's, it's inexpensive. It's either $9 a month or $29 a month, depending on which level you choose. And you get to create this online one sheet. And so that's where I'm generating revenue right now for the service. And, you know, I've also taken some advertising and stuff as well, but the vast majority of people use it as a free service, but people that really want to get booked on more podcasts are going for the paid option. And some of them are getting a lot of inquiries and frankly, they're getting a great deal at at $29 a month.
0: (laughs) Sure. That's, I just had, I was listening to podcast junkies today and David Steele was on there talking about how he heard about me on the podcasters roundtable, So I, I get that comment at least once a week that I heard you on another podcast. Right. So being a guest on another show is a great way to uh, promote your show. And obviously uh, it's also a great way to get content is to have a guest that's an expert. And then you just have to be able to ask the right questions and listen, basically. So. Yeah.
1: And, and you know, one thing to think about having that great expert on, not only does it give you great content, but Hopefully they're the type of person I'll help promote the show as well. And so one of the things I do whenever someone responds to a podcast and says, hey, I'm interested, or if they create the expert one sheet in my directory, is it, is it asks, hey, expert, what are you going to do to help promote the show that you're on? And so you can see, hey, maybe they're like, hey, I'm going to tweet this show out to my following or I'll include it in my email newsletter. For example, when this goes live, I'll make sure to link to it in my newsletter, which now goes out to over 3000 people. And so, you know, that's a benefit to you and it should be kind of a mutually beneficial relationship between a podcaster and a guest. So there are certainly a lot of benefits.
0: Any plans, you said, you know, you've kind of built this based on user feedback and you've tried some things and other things. Any plans for the future as you move forward with uh, podcastguest.com?
1: Yeah right now I'm I'm really absorbing and trying to push this uh this directory uh because it was quite an investment and and it's working so far uh a lot of the people in the directory you know we're at 6 weeks now and some of them have maybe eight or 10 requests to come be a guest on their show um, so that I'm excited about. I like to get more people in a directory because it's it's definitely a, a push and a pull thing. The more people you get in there, the more useful it is to podcasters. The The odds are greater that they'll find who they're looking for. And it uh, it helps everyone out. So, you know, I'm, I'm very excited with where the service is now after a couple of years. I think this last newsletter, I think there were 3,250 people. So it's it's grown quite a bit and it's working. The podcast get a lot of requests each time. And now the, the experts as well. Um, so now it's just kind of getting the word out there, getting more people interested and in, in getting more to sign up.
0: Yeah. Cause the beauty of it now, it, it kind of works in different aspects of its life right now. If you're an expert, you can get over there now and you can be a big fish in, in a, a somewhat smaller pond. But later as more and more experts are added, of that, of course, more and more people will use it. So it, this is going to, it should, in theory scale very well. Because Mm -hmm. the more people that start to use it, the larger your email list gets, the larger your email list gets, the more people are going to sign up to be an expert and then as well sign up for, uh, to be found as well. So it's, uh, it's a really interesting concept and, uh, that's why I wanted to have you on. I thought, you know, this is something that, uh you know, like you said, you've put a lot of blood into this thing and you've put some some mm-hmm. cash in. And at this point, two years into it, it seems at least at this point that it's really starting to take off. I hear you on a lot of different podcasts and uh, I've known about the the website for years and it's been fun just to watch. So I appreciate all the time you've uh, put into it. Uh, any parting words as we uh, get ready to wrap up here?
1: You know, I just reiterate the value. If you're a podcaster listening to this, the value of being a guest on, on other podcasts, you know, when you think about it, how can you reach people that listen to podcasts? Well, being a guest on a podcast is, is pretty much bang on, right? I mean, those are podcast listeners. So I think there's a lot of value there. And if you've been podcasting for a while and if you're struggling to get guests, obviously I can help you with that. But also if you want to get your name out there, if you want to get on more podcasts, I can also help you there. And you know, I, did, I just invite people to sign up for, for free at the free level, just at podcastguests.com sign up, see what it's all about. And then if you want to take it to another level later on and, and pay for any services, you're welcome to, but the vast majority of people don't use it. And, you know, I just, I'm so excited whenever I get an email, which I get a lot saying, Hey, you helped me get booked on this great podcast and it and it grew my business, or you helped me find this great guest who really promoted their show. And I got a lot more downloads this week. So uh, that, that really keeps me going, the the idea and getting this feedback that I've I've helped people in their podcasting quest.
0: Yeah. Now, one of the other things that you do is you handle the sponsorships and, and speaking opportunities for uh, your wife, who happens to be Stacey Higginbottom. Did I pronounce that right? That's a fun uh, word. Botham. Botham. Thank yeah. you. And uh, she does a podcast called uh, The Internet of Things. It's a very popular show. And so, do you have any tips since you kind of deal with sponsorships? Cause everybody wants a sponsor for whatever reason. <laughs> they all want, like, if I could just get a sponsor and quit my job, which maybe we're a little bit away from that, but uh, dealing with sponsorships, how do you go about finding sponsorships? Or is it at this point because Stacey's so popular, they're coming to you? Or can you give us any insights into that world?
1: Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. Uh, a lot of people uh, come to come to us and say, "Hey, I want to sponsor." Um, we we kind of hit them on on a few sides. So she has a podcast, but she also has a newsletter that goes out to about ten thousand people every week. And so, you know, different people like to consume content in different ways. A lot of people listen to her podcast and read her newsletter. Some do just one or the other. And so, we we also have a site now tied to it. So so that helps. And, and I just kind of give that caveat because it's not just a podcast. We're not just pitching it as a podcast. It's, it's interesting. Some sponsors, say, are really excited about the podcast part and the newsletter is an afterthought to them. Others are more interested in kind of the newsletter side. It, it really depends on, on what their goals are. I guess I would say my, my number one thought is that I don't like, once you start pitching yourself on a CPM model, a cost per thousand, yeah. I think it's really a race to the bottom. Um, because then people start comparing it to uh, how much they're paying on Google AdWords for a thousand impressions and, and things like that. And so I try to avoid that as much as possible and look at it more as a holistic sponsorship. And that might mean going beyond just a standard 30-second ad read. So in Stacy's podcast, we do a 30-second ad read toward the beginning of the podcast, and then we have a short sponsored interview segment in the middle. And what her sponsors like about this is think about it if you're the marketing person for that company and you can get your CEO or your, one of your vice presidents on the line for a short interview, then that person's also happy and they're excited about it as well. So I would think, I would think kind of outside the box on what your sponsorships look like and don't just necessarily follow this pre-roll, mid-roll, maybe post-roll uh, approach um, and to the extent you can, trying to avoid pricing it on a CPM basis, I think is is also helpful. And, you know, I'm mindful that most podcasts don't have, hers gets downloaded over 100,000 times a month. I have one that, you know, five, six, maybe 7,000 in a good month of downloads per month. Well, if I sell that on a CPM basis, I'm not going to make any money from it. So that one, I, again, it's more of a, hey, look, you're sponsoring this program it's a strong community. I'm going to provide support back to you, mention you in a podcast. And so I think taking that approach, at least for me, has worked. Now, if you have a very general interest podcast that gets a lot of downloads, the CPM model might be the way to go. But I, I think the more you can pitch it as kind of an overall sponsorship package and the more you can offer that company beyond just a, an ad read, I think the better off you'll be.
0: Yeah, I was doing a uh, a test with a company, and I looked at the end of December, and I'd made $2.95 for 1,800 downloads, and I did the math, and it was 0.002 cents per download. <laughs> and I went, that's why this isn't going to work for most people. So, Right.
1: You know, again, I'm mindful. It's tricky. Uh, yeah. You know, I saw uh, R- Rob um, over at Libsyn. Rob, uh, last name is… Uh, Walsh. Rob Welch, uh, his presentation on the stats update over at Libsyn. And yeah. I think the number there, the average downloads per episode across the platform is less than 200 now, yeah. fewer than 200. And so, you know, that, that's tricky. And, and again, a lot of people, I, I think for a lot of people, a straight up sponsorship approach isn't the way to go to a third party sponsor. I think it's more the benefit of either promoting yourself, your company, Or in many cases, I think one of the greatest benefits to running a podcast is getting to interview people that otherwise wouldn't give you the time of day. That's it. You know, the chance to say, I mean, because they're honored that someone wants to interview them. You know, they like the fact that it's free press. You're getting 30, 60 minutes of someone's time that if you just called them and said, Hey, can I talk to you? They might hang up the phone.
0: Well, and that's one of the beautiful things about podcastguest.com. Anybody that's there. I don't think you have to ask. I wonder if they'll come on my show. They're kind of saying, "Yes, I, w- I would love to come on yes, your show." Yes. So that takes that out of the uh, takes out of the guesswork. And uh, the last thing we should probably ask you about: you did mention ever briefly that you have a podcast. So uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast if people want to check it out.
1: Sure, it's the DNW podcast or the Domain Name Wire podcast, and this is about the exciting world of domain names. So it's, it's, it's a bit of an itch, but basically I talk about and have guests from companies like GoDaddy and people that buy and sell domain names and people that create the technology that makes the internet work. I even had on the person who invented the domain name system back in the day. Um, and I've had people on with just interesting stories. I had uh, David Ellison, who's uh, the, the bassist for Megadeth which if you're into thrash metal or if you're still in a thrash metal, but for me, you know, remembering it from the eighties.
0: Oh yeah. um,
1: Yeah. And he came on and talked about their choice of, they were one of the first music groups to, to have a website. And so he talked about how that went down and how they were early on the internet. So there are a lot of interesting stories on there, uh, but a lot of it kind of gets into the weeds for, for people in this community of people that make the, the internet work when it comes to domain names.
0: Awesome. And where can we find that?
1: If you go to dnw.com slash podcasts, so dnw.com is uh my, my website, domain name wire. And of course you can find it if you search for domain name wire in uh iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Awesome. Well, Andrew from podcastguests.com, thank you so much for your time, buddy. My pleasure. Thank you. All right, a couple of things I want to throw in here is again, it's podcast guests with an S couple things here. I signed up at Podcast Guests as an expert, and uh, I've already been asked to be a guest on a podcast, and I think I've been there maybe two weeks. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I love the story. The fact that, that Andrew started with not like a clear vision of where he was going to go, but he just started it with like next to nothing, and now it's got thousands of people. Your podcast can do the exact same thing, because what did what did Andrew do? He got user feedback and then made the service that they wanted. And then it just started going and going and going. Now, granted, he's put a lot of blood and time and money into this, but now it's going to start generating some income. So I thought that was cool. The other thing I want to point out here, and we're going to talk about things you can do as a guest and things you can do as a host. But I actually went out and researched Andrew and Ended up at his LinkedIn profile, and that's where I found out that he is the guy that handles the sponsors for the podcast, the Internet of Things podcast. If I had not done some research on my guest, I would have just thought he was Andrew from podcastguest.com. So there's that. So always do your your research. Uh, one of the things you know, we need as as podcasters, what do we want? Well, it's more listeners, and this is how being a guest on somebody's show can help your show. When you appear on a podcast, you're in front of people that we're looking for, and that is called listeners of podcasts. You don't have to teach them that you don't need an iPod or an iPhone. You can listen anywhere. And so most podcast listeners say they hear about other podcasts on other shows. I mentioned that earlier. I'm going to be checking out the Pitch Whisperer here sometime in the near future. Um, but here's some things you can do if you're going to be a guest, number one, go listen to the show you're going to be on. Well, why should I do that? Well, this way you can understand kind of who the audience is you're talking to kind of get the vibe for it. You don't want to show up and start dropping F bombs and it's, you know, that's a, it's a family friendly show. So get to know that, make sure your bio is up to date and provide a headshot for them to use. And if you have any kind of artwork or things like that, and give that to them the minute you get booked, don't make them ask for it because it just makes it easier for them. Make it easy for them. And then the day of the interview, always confirm, hey, Joe Schmo, Jill Schmo, just want to make sure we're still on today for 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget time zones. And, you know, where you're meeting, what it's going to do, how long it is, just whatever, confirm everything the day of. I can tell you this, almost every time I don't do that is the time it's like, oh, I thought it was, three. Nope, those two. Oh, sorry. And that happens, by the way. And when you are a guest, be a good guest and help promote the show that you appeared on. Now, if you're going to be the podcast host, this is how guests can help your show. Now, first things first, just having big guests is not going to make you get a bazillion downloads. I've said it before. It's not the size of the guest that brings value. It's the size of the value that makes a great guess. So keep that in mind. They have to bring value. But what else you get is you get great insights, you get great experiences, any stories they have to share, any strategies that can help your audience. Now, that means that they have to have you have to know who your audience is so you can get guests that's going to bring value. There are shows, I think, that will take anybody with a pulse. I'm pretty positive of that. I said before that we often think that having guests will grow our audience and it can, but realize that not everybody who appears on your show is going to help you promote it. But one of the things you can do is make sure it is a no brainer to share your show. So don't say, hey, your new episode is live. Thanks. No, it should be your new episode is live. Here's the link to it on the website. Here's the direct link to the MP3 file. Here's an image if you want to share it. uh, And then I will copy you on a tweet in case you want to retweet it. Give them no reason to not do something to help promote your show. Then, again, make sure to take the time to make sure your guest sounds great. That might mean doing this thing called editing. So if somebody goes, "Uh, uh, yeah, you might want to cut that out. You want them to sound phenomenal because guests won't share shows where the interview was crap and the audio was worse. And then, just like I said before, always confirm the day of the interview. Hey, so-and-so, remember when you said you'd be on my show? That's today, 6 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time. Here's the link. It's on Skype. Should be about 20 minutes, whatever it's going to be. Always, always, always confirm. It just, A, makes you look professional, and B, it doesn't waste. You don't end up wasting your time. You don't end up wasting their time. So those are some ways that you can help grow your audience. And if you want to check it out again, go out to podcastguests with an s dot com. Podcastdesk.com. If you just want to be, you know, hey, send me people that might be on my show, it's free. You can do that for free. And then later, if you want to sign up as an expert, you can sign up for as little as nine bucks, or you can do the $29 deal. Check it out again, podcastguest.com. Andrew, thank you so much for your time. And speaking of promoting shows, I was gonna play this last week on episode number 600. Thanks to everyone who sent in the, a lot of people really liked that episode. I did ask me anything and on my like hundreds shows. So 500, 400, 600, I break format. So I just did a, Hey, ask Dave anything. And it was for people who are regular listeners to the show. And those people emailed me and said, that was really cool. Nick Suberling from Cincinnati soccer com said, Hey, I'm 10 minutes in and this is my favorite episode ever. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, this is great. So thanks to everyone who enjoyed that. And to all of you who didn't, well, who am I kidding? You're not listening anymore. So I uh, was on a show not talking about podcasting. I was talking about dealing with divorce. And here's a clip. The hardest part, I think, is I just was listening to an interview with Jerry Seinfeld because with Howard Stern, he's this radio guy in the States. And he was talking to the comedian Jerry Seinfeld about when he got married. And he said, well, it was kind of weird because all his friends were getting married. And he said he always felt like this weird kind of fifth wheel kind of guy. And it's like everybody thinks you should be married. And that's the, the thing that I kind of struggle with at this point because all my friends now have – all my friends have grandkids. Well, I don't have any kids. And they all are married. So I really feel like I'm on the outside looking in. And so that at times is, is hard to deal with. And you can find that that is uh, me on the breakup recovery podcast. And I'll have links to this out in the show notes. That's with uh, Barbara Stevens. You can find her at Barberstevens.com.au. She is a uh, breakup and recovery mentor. So Barbara, thanks for having me on the show. Now at the top of the show, I told you how I was excited about some things coming down the pike. Number one, I'm going to talk about a thing in the future that I'm going to be coming out a new way that you can learn how to podcast from me based on a mistake I did. It's so cool when you go, oopsie, and then you go, oh, wait a minute. This is really cool. So I'll be talking about that. I have found what I think is the perfect WordPress theme. In the past, I used to recommend Appendipity, and then the guy that was running the company apparently got hit by a bus or fell off the planet or something. But I don't recommend Appendipity themes at all. Anymore. In fact, I have one theme, I have one website where it won't update. So I've been looking for about at least six months for a theme and a company that I could recommend. I'm going to be playing with it really a lot over the next week to really kick the tires on this thing, but I think I found it and it's not Elegant Themes. Elegant Themes is fine, but I found what I think it's a little easier. So I'll be talking about that in the future and I've been playing with moving my a couple of my podcasts, not this one, to different media hosts and testing them. And I got to tell you, that is not something you should do lightly. And I'm going to talk about some of my experiences with different media hosts. And I know what you're thinking, Dave, don't you work for Libsyn? Of course, you're going to tell them that they're not as good as Libsyn. And I get that. But what I'm going to do in this situation is is tell you what happened in a very factual kind of way. Try to keep my opinion out of it. And you're smart. You'll figure out that, wow, they sound like a crappy host. And in some cases, I feel, he said, making sure to cover his butt here, that they somewhat distort, again, these things called facts. So I've been going out, testing a bunch of systems, being the crash test dummy of podcasting, for you, so I take the punches in the face so you don't have to, and uh, I'll be relaying that information in the future. Our website, schoolofpodcasting.com. If you want to start, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start, use the coupon code LISTENER, and I will see you on the inside. Thanks so much for listening. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care, and God bless. We're going to stick here on the because of my podcast thing for just a second. Glenn the Hebert. Glenn the Hebert. You know Glenn the Hebert. Are you a Hebert? Oh, my God, he's a Hebert. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find
2: it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.